0: Thanks for joining us for another intriguing episode of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help us solve a mystery. And saying that, I hope that's not a copywritten phrase. How's it going, guys?
1: It's going. Don't take us down.
2: I'm going to tell everybody what happened and we got (laughs)
0: fucked. Yeah, sorry for blowing up your uh, podcast feed this this week. I had to put up all the episodes um, all over again um, because the fine people... I don't know who did it, but... I'm pretty sure it was probably the copyright owners, and, you know, good for them. They own the song. I, I just kind of, um, I figure we talk about Unsolved Mysteries all the time, but um, it's all right. So it, it took a little bit of time, but we <coughs> do have a new intro music, which you're probably <clears throat> still hearing right now. Um, it's Maybe kind of like a it's spooky, uh... it's like you 2 Stranger Things. Uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it, it's its common use, and whoever made it, um, thanks. I Maybe know, it's a compliment, I just though. I for free. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's um, a compliment we got busted. I mean, that means someone must be listening. I
0: did. I did. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of listens. I mean, surprisingly, it seems like people are actually, like, kind of checking out, like, all the episodes. Um, like, we have, I don't know, we have some, some, like, I don't know, I was surprised. I thought, I, I would have I been like, oh, I put all these episodes up, and there's going to be, like, zero listens, and I don't blame anybody because they've heard it before. But we're actually, you know, like, all the episodes are Getting there, we have like an inc- a crazy uh, amount of uh plays, like more than we've ever had That's in the good. last seven days. So, I don't know, man. Maybe a weird, shitty. It's awesome.
2: They missed us, everybody missed us from our uh hiatus, <laughs> yeah. From and that BS uh Alcatraz episode that we had that felt like part of the heads. hiatus. We
0: were still on vacation, yeah. It, it was.
2: It was we were easing our way in. We were just slowly slipping it in. Uh slipping it back. What are you in. drinking, Dan? Nice and oh, it. I am drinking, <laughs> He's drinking apple a pre-fabbed juice. pre
1: old fashioned.
0: What does that mean? Prefab?
1: Mm. It's quite nice. It's it's an old fashioned that came in a bottle Can I see that it? was in part of my honor bar.
0: Wow. Ooh. Is it
1: is it good? It's quite tasty actually.
0: <laughs> it's quite tasty. Mm. <laughs> so you're just hitting up that mini bar. I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Uh, there's uh, a fancy, uh, There's a martini it's, it's one I
1: that I really want to drink, but uh, I don't have any olives, so. Oh, nice! I'm not going to uh, touch that one. I had a couple uh, Jack and uh, Cokes Well, you guys want to
0: jump in because there's a lot, a lot of cases in this puffy. Oh yeah, yeah five this is a, this is
2: probably my favorite episode out of all the ones that we've covered so far.
0: Th- this has like something for everyone, um, and it's not the
2: Chupacabra episode, but it's close.
0: It's pretty close, and it's this one,
1: uh, this close. one makes me worried for the Chupacabra episode, though.
0: I'm, why is that
1: uh bigfoot kind of let me down
2: oh no oh, i like i dude it didn't yeah. let me down at all like I mean,
0: i've been to pike's peak when i was like a little kid there was and and i was i was very excited to see that i might be hanging out with bigfoot and his child as we'll find out but <laughs> but but we got to earn it let's get there guys let's get there we do not talk about yeah. son of bigfoot till um at least the middle of the episode <laughs> all right so the first case is an unexplained death it happened um in uh, Bradbury, California, in a very affluent neighborhood. I like when Roberts Texas is affluent. Um, but we're going to be talking about uh, Mickey Thompson, race Dude. car extraordinaire. Dude. Yeah, this guy <laughs> loved
2: the fast life.
0: Eighties <laughs> drum. He,
2: he did not like the good life. He liked the fast life. Yeah.
0: Oh He's yeah. He pedaled to the floor, not like pedaled Bobby. to the metal.
2: Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, um, th- that that music that was jiving at the beginning <laughs> was fucking intense like um eighties action music. It was fucking cool. Um yeah. but this is actually a crazy story. So this guy he was like an innovator, right? Like he did a bunch of stuff cool Dude, stuff in the race car community. This guy was a
2: badass. What do you mean innovator? He was a badass. His
0: his 60, he was a legitimate his, his nineteen sixty Challenger Broke a world record, right? Reached up for, yeah. reached 400 was, miles an hour. Yeah, first one to reach 400 miles an hour. Over 400.
1: I was going to look damage. that up, but I got consumed by something else. Yeah, we know no. what you got consumed by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he put the pedal to the metal. He loved to go fast.
1: He, he never put the pedal to the metal. He said put the pedal to the floor. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> wow, he said put dude. the pedal to the floor, and I was just like, wow. That's, like, that's the not metal. Very, <laughs> that's the metal. Like that's not very. But, but then he was in, all the way and then, down. And then after that, he was like, "And hey, my dad liked to go fast." And as soon as he said, "I was like, oh, this is like totally the real life Talladega Nights." Yeah. Except for
0: uh, Talladega Nights didn't end in murder. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It. Oh, it's a, it's a I want to talk about. Episode. Can we talk
2: about how the speedboat accident paralyzed the dude?
0: Oh yeah. But despite yeah, they just all casually odds, mentioned
2: he fucking <laughs> walked again. You're dude, like, this he went guy's guy's fast again.
0: again. He didn't only walk. <laughs> He's a Zoomer, dude. He's a see, Zoomer. See how that reflects uh,
1: Talladega Nights? You know, Bobby Flay gets into a car accident, catches on fire, can't race again, and then comes back and races again?
0: Yeah, Think dude. about that. I don't know. I think, you're, I think you're onto something. Movie. Dude, is Mickey Thompson the real life... Wait, what's his name? What's his name in that show?
1: Bobby Ricky Flay. Bobby. Ricky, Bobby. Bo- uh, Ricky Bobby. Bobby did you say Bobby R- Flay. Bobby Flay. I did say Bobby <laughs> that's Flay. The, that's
0: like what, the that's cooking the, guy. The cooking guy. Bobby cooks Flay cooks likes to go fast. No, he takes his time when he's slow roasting that pot roast. <laughs> he cooks, cooks fast on the stove. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Um, yeah, I'm seeing the parallels. <laughs> I'm seeing these parallels. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So he was just paralyzed from the waist down, and the doctors were like, "You'll never walk again." And he's like, "I'll show you." He continued to fucking Thompson. Oh yeah, he continued to fucking innovate. Um, so, um, and then we get to we talk to uh his sister, right? And she's telling us about how like crazy their work day was, and that they had an they had a routine. And then she talks about how uh, um, um, Mickey had confined in her like, "Hey, um, I think these people want to hurt me because." Yeah. In the 80s, he had, how did they describe it? A stadium racing venture that was highly successful. So, and they showed videos of it and it looked like, uh, I don't know, they looked like. Oh, yeah, it
1: was like pickup truck demolition monster truck derby. That's
2: exactly what it looked like. like. (laughs) (laughs) And the cars looked like
0: they were made out of like plywood. Like like they they were going (laughs) over the hills and they looked like they were going to fall apart. It's just a good old time. A good old redneck time. Yeehaw. He just kind of
2: slipped in there about like, oh, somebody wants to hurt me because I'm successful. Is that like a they? They just kind of brushed over that. Like they didn't really go into detail as to why. Yeah, it's
0: like someone wanted to well, hurt no, my baby, a- which is Trudy, which we haven't even talked about. His wife, who was very much involved in his uh, everyday life and and his ventures, and worked just as hard as him. <clears throat> all, the, all we knew these people were threatening him at that time, and and that she, and that the the sister also said that. Uh, She was like, do you think they're actually capable of that? And he's like, absolutely. So that's pretty weird. And then we move on to them getting killed, which is exactly what happens next in the narrative of this episode, at least. Mm -hmm. So at 6 a.m. on uh, March 16th of 1988, in their uh, fancy-ass neighborhood, uh, gunshots were heard. And uh, Trudy was found at the bottom of the driveway... And then a few yards, um, by the garage was Mickey's body, and they and uh, and they actually have the uh, <clears throat> the neighbors talk about how they
2: yeah they heard uh, gunshots
0: yeah like the the guy was sleeping he heard gunshots, um, his wife called nine one one and he went out uh, looked out the window and he heard Mickey saying please don't hurt my wife just please don't hurt my wife and then there was another round of there was a bunch another rap- a bunch of gunfire. And then that he saw two black guys on ten-speed bikes going down the hill. After that, in jogging suits, and it's crazy that he even got the the, the amount of speeds down. Like um, he got a good look at these, <laughs> these guys. I,
1: I must say, the escape on the ten-speed yeah. bikes is ingenious.
0: It's kind of interesting, right? Like they just they just they just zoom out of that neighborhood unheard.
1: Well, on uh, on the Discovery Channel, they used to have a TV show called "How I Almost Got Away With It." And they interv- and they interviewed oh, a bank a good robber shot. who had like robbed like fifteen banks and had gotten away with it because he figured out that what always gets the bank robber right out of the gate is the escape vehicle. So what he would do is he would park a few mile or a few blocks away, walk in, set his coffee on a mailbox, and then go in, rob the bank, walk out, grab his coffee, walk around the block get into his car, change, and then drive off. And what gave him away was he was in a hurry one day and used his kid's school backpack that had a logo on it, and they were able to backtrack it to him. So the escape with the bikes is ingenious because it's just so indescript. Like, you know, you can't tell them it's a car or a license plate. It's just it, two yeah. dudes on a bike. Ten speed? It was, was a generic. bike. Genius. It was a bike. And what another bike? Weird thing. Know. another weird thing really is that gee, Trudy was one.
2: a ten speed bike.
0: Very, very. uh Another good weird insight, thing is man. that Trudy was wearing like, well, from the from the reenactment, dude, she was wearing like the biggest, corniest yeah, like gold ring. All of like, her jewelry. Oh apparently, <laughs> she was actually wearing over seventy thousand dollars worth of jewelry, and and that and that they had like a bunch of money on them too. But like <laughs> in the reenactment, it's literally like like she Four couldn't even just close cash. her hands comfortably. Like there was huge rocks on each finger. And then, and the cop says, like, you know, we we think that this is premeditated and definitely not a random robbery because, um, yeah, because the these were not hidden, like they were really obvious, they would have insane, like Disney princess jewels. At least that's what it looked like from the fucking. <laughs> that's what it looked like from the reenactment, dude. <laughs>
2: yeah, reenactment. Yeah, that was seventy seventy thousand dollars worth yeah. of jewelry. On and her and person. the and
0: lot. then also the stun gun, the stun gun, which which um they asked around everybody that knew the Thompsons and they were pretty sure that the stun gun did not belong to them
1: but l- let me ask you if you were afraid for your life like you know if your girlfriend told you uh, like hey someone's out to get you like wouldn't you want to have a stun gun in like yeah not maybe tell but anyone? but there's
0: there's um true very true um so th- I mean there's competing theories but it's really like I, I think I think what the cops said is right because you know, these were loud gunshots that were heard off in the neighborhoods. So um, the uh, the sister thinks that, that they were ambushed in the driveway, but that's not how they wanted it to go. And that's kind of what the cops go with, too, that, um, you know, they, they like, saw them and got out of their car. Like, they could have been uh, just, shut, you know, pointed the gun at them, jumped in the car, killed them in a different place is what they think. And possibly the stun gun was there to, like, you know, scare them. Or the lady could have pulled it out, like you said, because... It, it it does seem like maybe it probably was her. Is it now that I'm thinking about it? Because it's like, you know, the co- the criminals definitely wouldn't have left that shit behind if they were smart enough to fucking swoosh away on right. ten speed bikes without making a sound. You know, I don't think they would leave a stun gun behind. But they don't really <laughs> say that. That's kind of our insight, right? Oh yeah. True. Yeah.
1: I've been watching a lot of Mind Hunters, <laughs>
0: Dude, oh, oh, dude. I'm show. like about halfway great through. Show. I need to jump back in. I, I had to watch Stranger Things twice. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. So but, uh, yeah, Mindhunter so is fucking so awesome. If
0: anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen Mindhunter, turn us off to go really, watch Mindhunter. What's
2: Hunter. really, really cool. <laughs> what's really cool is those people, like a lot of those cases, they're real. They're, yeah, like I mean, the, they change
0: the main characters' um, names, but, like, I mean, obviously the serial killers yeah, are real.
2: Yeah, not the serial killers. The serial killers are real. Like, uh, there's some two other podcasts that I listened to, and they both covered that the the first guy Ed Kemper. Yeah, last podcast um, on the left yeah, did a huge Ed Kemper. thing. Ed Kemper is so guy creepy, man. Is <laughs> the co-ed <so> killer? <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, Dude, yeah,
2: it's a great show. Check he, it out. It was fascinating. And then one of them played his uh, his interview tapes. Those are so fascinating.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. He used to he used to like narrate books, and he was very <coughs> lovely, and everyone liked him. But he cut people's heads off and had sex with them.
2: Yeah. What's crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't get into it. But yeah, he so, had a, he has some crazy stories. Definitely go watch Mindhunters if you. have Yeah. One.
0: So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that stun gun—it's kind of weird, and the lack of silencers is also weird. So, they were probably going to abduct him, and it went wrong. And then they just shot him in the driveway and took off. Um, And two 10-speed bikes wouldn't have looked that weird in that neighborhood, you know? Those could have been easily ditched.
1: Yeah, just going out for a morning ride.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're left, like... um,
1: Shit, we're better detectives than these guys. (laughs) Well,
0: who knows? I mean, there's a lot of weird things about this case, but they, they do give us an update that's not as is uh, convincing even i don't i didn't really look into this yeah. one much more but apparently 13 years later michael goodwin a former business partner was arrested and the whole time they're talking about this it's 13 years later and and robert stack's voice sounds like noticeably older did you notice that yeah like he sounds yeah, like a like a, he sounds very old like a very old man in that it's crazy just the, the, they tacked on this update from 13 years later, and the show lasted that, that long or whatever. Yep. It's so crazy. But, um, yeah, so they're talking about how they arrested this guy, and we, we, get, we get to hear from his lawyer, I guess. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was his lawyer, right? Who's just like, there's no evidence linking this and blah, 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 and we don't, we right. don't think this is what happened. There's Definitely um,
2: lots of reasonable doubt here.
0: Yeah, I mean, they said that he was spying on them in, weeks, in the weeks before. He was seen spying on them in the neighborhood. But the lawyer says it was that almost where ridiculous. he was seen was like not was not like a place where that you could have even seen the house. But it's like also that's weird. Why was he just in a neighborhood? There. Yeah. yeah. Just there. Yeah. Um so he was given two life sentences and no parole. But they never caught the actual guys. They never found the yeah, the two black they guys on ten speed they- bikes.
2: They believe
1: they escaped to Florida and then ultimately the Bahamas. There is a million dollar reward out still today.
2: Maybe maybe the stack pack needs to get in there. Uh,
0: that's yeah. That's uh, I don't want to mess with those guys. If they could kill a cool guy like Mickey Thompson.
1: What what got him was there were there was a lot of witnesses because apparently uh, their biz, his business partner bragged a lot and bragged about. Killing him.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Still not convinced. <laughs> Bragged about killing him. That's fucked up. Okay.
1: So. The wanted. Next one's. Wanted. Oh, the uh, Michael
0: Mahone. Michael Mahone. Yeah.
1: This. This is like.
0: This guy fucking. He like escaped from prison, <laughs> like Houdini? what three times? Two times, <laughs> dude. Two times. They, yeah, yeah.
1: They say. Two times. They showed two times, but I, I could have sworn Robert Stack said three.
0: Well he escaped from police. Ah, oh, this guy's a squirmy little motherfucker.
1: Oh, he's <laughs> greasy.
0: This guy yeah, yeah, yeah. So um Michael Mahone uh, in in uh, New Year's Eve ni- on New Year's Eve nineteen eighty three in Fountain Valley, California, the police were called in because of a burglary which sent them on a fucking awesome police chase yeah. oh wait sorry I won't even imitate the music <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the police were in you're
2: gonna get us down David yeah
0: uh, god damn it so <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought I'm getting scared take us down, please. I'm getting scared of unsolved mysteries <laughs> coming after it. like you know solving the mystery of who's jacking their music <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> you solved it guys once again, proving we can't let the we can't let these little three fuckers get away within months of their <laughs> we podcast. Gotta take their podcast down within months of their podcast. Um, they were taken. They were taken down for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> i don't want to be too much fringe. guilt here. <laughs> oh fuck,
1: dude! Well, now we know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, there's a car chase. This guy fled. Um. And, uh, uh, so the car chase ends and this guy runs out of the car and, um, and like a struggle ensues and we get, and we get to hear from the cop who actually was chasing after him. And he said that like, you know, he wasn't listening to him and he grabbed for his gun and he was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure this guy's trying to kill me. And so the cop was like just shooting off rounds into the air just to have an empty weapon. Cause that was safer, but he couldn't get the last shot off. So he busts out his other side. Sidearm, I guess his smaller gun. I don't know how many guns cops have, but he shot that off. And apparently, this guy got (laughs) shot like six times altogether, right? Yeah, Yeah. like he was shot five times from the second gun. Um, and then I don't know, but he lived (laughs) this motherfucker. The first incidents, (laughs) the first incident of him escaping a sticky situation, this squirmy motherfucker, Michael Mahone. Um, so. And then, and then they, they show a bunch of his mug shots and talk about how he was a master of disguise. And it looks like he's wearing oh, he a female wig man. backwards. His wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Doesn't his glasses. It, it, had, it looks he like he's wearing a lady's wig, but it's like on the wrong side. And it's just like hair coming down. <sighs> yeah, I noticed that too. Oh man, it's crazy. He was a master of disguise. I wrote here, shitty master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fast brain uh, note taking moment. Uh, That's what I wrote. (laughs) So, he was, like, awaiting a fucking real trial, right? And so he was going back and forth um, to physical therapy at an actual hospital. Yeah, because of his injuries, right? Because he got shot a a fuck of (laughs) of times. (laughs) And this is where he... um, I mean, dude, this guy's pretty fucking smart. I mean, so, this is what he did. A lady, like... He overheard a lady saying, like, when the next time he would be visiting for physical therapy. So he used that to his advantage. He, even the, the investigator says it. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, you like keep him off guard, probably wouldn't tell him. They, they wouldn't tell him, usually, where when he's coming back to a public place. But he did. She did. Or he overheard her, or whatever. Oops. Yeah. O- oops. Oopsie fucking daisies. <laughs> pocket full of posies. Ashes, ashes. We all have black death. <laughs> Nope. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, I just turned into Dennis Miller there. But anyway. um, (laughs) So so he knows he's going, right? Um, And this is what happened. Guy takes him into the hospital. He, like, pretends to trip, right? Is that what they said? Like, he stumbles?
2: Yeah, yeah, he pretended to trip. He stumbled, and then he comes up, and he has a gun in his hand.
0: What? It makes the. Where did this guy? And makes come the op- from? <laughs> What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the officer handcuff himself.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and it's pretty. It's. I mean, it's pretty smart. And you're like, how the hell did he do this? Well, right after he apparently doesn't the cop say like, uh, or, do, or like the guy talking like, he's like, he's like we need- today is your lucky day, and he like ran out. <laughs> Right, but
1: do you like how, like, <laughs> when he points the gun into the guy's back, he's like, do you feel it? Oh, did he say that? <laughs> go, oh, dude. Yeah, I do. That guy was going
0: off script. And he apparently he it. was like, today's your lucky day. And he took off, and his uh, wife was waiting in a pickup truck right around the corner. So the cops pretty much thought, and with good reason, that homegirl planted that gun in the hall. And then he fucking um, was able to get out of there and take off with his uh, bride. His haggard, haggard bride. <laughs> his haggard ass bride.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So, um, apparently Sharon, his wife, was arrested like, like, right after that, and sh- and she went to she was sentenced for three years for aiding and abetting, and she got paroled and she yeah. got out.
2: She pled guilty. Yeah.
0: So and Mahone, <laughs> a little different story. One week after his escape, one fucking week, man, this guy um he he took cops on another car chase car chase
2: car chase he took he another took car, car, sh-
0: chase, on car chase <laughs> yes Sean Connery. um he, he so he took these cops on a on a, a car chase and apparently that this uh <coughs> it sometimes speeds over 100 miles an hour and apparently it lasted like two hours and there was like like helicopters chasing him and he was just having a good like. It just lasted a ridiculous amount of time. Eight different police departments were involved because of he was just
2: going yeah. Because from, he went so fucking
0: far. It's, it's it's comical. It's like a comical police chase. Um, apparently, yeah. The cops the cops were like the cops were like that uh, they thought that he was going for a ridiculous amount of time because he thought the helicopter would eventually run out of fuel, but then another. Helicopter came, Helicopter or whatever, whatever, whatever that means, something. whatever that fucking they, they means. They tag
1: team. They're like, we're in.
0: Yeah. So it, it, there's a barricade, and it ends. They make, and um, apparently he was really nice when all these different cops arrested him. He was real friendly. <laughs> I thought that was a fun little uh, tidbit they added to the story.
1: <laughs> oh, the cops found him quite pleasurable. Yeah, he was
0: a big sweetheart, and they found that a little uh, surprising.
2: But but wasn't didn't he lie about his name? They, they yeah. he was like giving him a load of shit the second yeah. time. Yeah, he said and his I'm name like, was. This guy's not exactly who he says he
0: is. Yeah, he said his name was Claude Tillman, and there was like a big long interview, <laughs> and and um, like apparently he was like joking, kind of like almost like the guy. Go- the cop says he was being smirky. He used the word smirky. <laughs> He's being a little smirky bitch. He's like, my name's Claude. He's like, ass. my name's Claude until you find out it isn't. <laughs> and then they make this poor fucking cop act out, like, him discovering who uh, Michael Mahone's, like, wanted ad. Like, they make him act it out, like, oh, this is the guy. And then the other one's like, really? And it's just like, God, dude, they're cops, not actors. <laughs> uh, like, aw. <laughs> uh,
2: I didn't catch that.
0: <laughs> but it's funny. That's really bad. <clears throat> so, anyways, this cop uh, comes across Michael Mahone's wanted uh Uh, Notice. But then
2: what happens, David?
0: Oh, God. (laughs) So at that very fucking moment, he's like in the world's worst shitty prisoner (coughs) transport van with a bunch of fucking other prisoners. This fucking um, guy leaves because he's actually like taking a prisoner to court, literally taking her inside. And, um, by the time he comes back, uh, Michael Mahone and an accomplice have fucking kicked out the window and taken off. But apparently, apparently, um, uh, some of the other inmates convinced him not to steal the gun and actually kill the guard. They're like, just kick the yeah. window out. We're getting out today. Just go. Come on. Just leave. Did you, did you, did you catch that <laughs> Please, detail? Don't like, mess. Oh, we're getting yeah, out today. Yeah, don't mess. Come
2: on. We're supposed to, we're paroled today. Please don't mess with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So they just kicked the window out and got out. And they like took off their shirts and ran through a <coughs> campus and um stole a car and stole a truck, I guess, and took off. Yeah, less. And that's mm. where and that's where like this initial story ends, like oh, they think that he he's with his wife somewhere. And um of course immediately um a, a nano a nanite, nanoseconds after our broadcast the FBI got a call from some creepy lady who sounds like a robot.
2: <laughs> yes. I couldn't understand a damn word she said.
0: <laughs> I thought the voice was to like disguise her voice. Yeah. But I thought the voice disguise was like, <coughs> it sounded like it, I mean, you could tell whose voice I could, if, if it was one of my friends voices through there, I could totally tell it was them because it's just slightly rope ro- ro- robotized, robotized, like, it just <laughs> slightly sounds like a little, like, machine-y. I don't know, but it's pretty funny. Um, and she says that she was watching the segment. She was like, that. she didn't think anything of it until she saw the wife. And then when they showed Michael Mahone again, she was like, oh, yeah, that's them. So they staked out their trailer for a while, and then um, they followed them to an auto, an auto parts store and arrested them when they came out as wife and Michael Mahone. And Michael Mahone was only sentenced to like sixteen years, uh, assault with a deadly weapon, rob and robbery, and then Sharon. I'm sure she got out real quick. She just served some more time for aiding and abetting. Yeah, they're probably out hanging out somewhere. Yeah, they're probably. Uh,
1: they were released, I think, two thousand six. They they had a beer. They're yeah, having
0: crime. a beer somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. You think I wonder if somewhere. they're still married. <laughs> hmm. I mean. Good point. They, they just had some. They just had some good old fashioned redneck fun, you know, just a bunch of cop, cop, <laughs> cop car chases. Cop car chases. Uh, he didn't kill anybody. He never hurt anybody. Um, he probably would have though. He would have killed of- that cop. We fucking found out.
2: Oh yeah, if it weren't for those yes, two girls, that were
0: like, "We're gonna get parole today. Leave us alone." Oh, and then, but he also would have shot that cop if he could at the very beginning too. I think. I honestly don't oh, think yeah. that they, he would have killed the cop. Maybe he would have stolen, tried to steal his gun, but I don't think he would have killed that, the guard in it's the. Your day, <laughs> it's your lucky day, Kappa. It's your lucky day, Ha. He shoots into the sky. Day. <laughs> pew, 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 pew.
2: <laughs> Runs away. Today's your lucky day.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling lucky tonight, boys. I don't know. <laughs> so that's that case. Um... Yeah, just a good old-fashioned, re- just some good old-fashioned redneck fun. <laughs> Lots of people breaking out of <laughs> jail and prison. Oh, man, I'm so sick of prison breaks. Yeah, so fucking sick of, <laughs> like, after Alcatraz- Only because we had
2: one one episode dedicated to the entire subject. One
0: full fucking big old prison break with a big old dick on the side. Can
2: I, Can I just say actually that this Michael Wade Mahone I I think he's got an even bigger dick than the guy who swam from Alcatraz to the to the island. This guy has balls, man. Oh yeah. Uh, or maybe escaped.
0: maybe the dicks like, you know, it's a dick, but those Numerous balls times. are just like what the, the fuck balls. is wrong? Yeah.
2: Like His dick's normal, but he's huge ass balls <laughs> down to the floor.
0: Oh man. <laughs> those balls have a note, their own area code. Those balls have a mind of their own, <clears throat> all right guys let's talk about some mysterious legends Ooh. oh shit sorry a k a the uh
2: national hide and seek champion <laughs>
0: bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, first thing I want to point out about this is that Robert Stack says Sasquatch like it's never been said by a human man before. Oh, the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. Like he says it like it's Indians never been said it. out loud. Like it's only been written in well, it's text. It's because he's
1: trying to pronounce it like it's the native tongue of the Indians. It's he who, he
0: who shall the not Indians be named. The Indians call
1: it Sasquatch.
0: Like, Sasquatch. He who not yeah. be named. More commonly referred to as Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot. But the Indians Or the Native Americans, I should say. Get yes, it right, Native Robert Americans. Stack. The Native Americans would know him as Sasquatch. <clears throat> um, so we all know what the fuck Bigfoot is, so let's just get into these incidents. Let's get into what these people said they saw, and uh, let's break it down and decide once and for all if it's real, guys, based off this, is this 10-minute real? clip from Unsolved Mysteries. Is this real? Yeah, I didn't I know a lot bad.
2: of these. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of these mysterious uh, sightings that... That people have claimed the only one that everybody's mostly familiar with is the picture the infamous picture of bigfoot walking in the woods
0: uh well that's actually a video um well no that's but yeah yeah the, the famous but the famous film
2: the still image that's yeah. seared in everyone's brains which has been video.
0: like which has been reviewed and over reviewed and I don't know. People like to say that the way he moves his whole more shoulders it indicates
2: more than the Zapruder film. Yeah, dude, the it's JFK
0: assassination. Yeah, it's the Zapruder film of uh, fake things. <laughs> it's like if the Zapruder film had a guy in a Chewbacca costume. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, in March. So in March. Uh, Um, of 1987 in the morning Dan Macias and his son found some weird ass tracks in the snow. Yeah, this (laughs)
2: is what I didn't know about. I didn't know about any of these tracks.
0: Um, The
2: next... And that's cool that they showed pictures. They showed actual pictures of them.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. But so there was these big tracks in the snow and um, they didn't really think anything of it. So the next night he stayed up with his son and they watched TV um, and he would get up Every now and then, check the window, right? He's checking that window. And sure enough, he saw two creatures. One was about, like, five six, five seven, and one was about 6'6", six, six, six feet to 6'2". And they were just, like, humans with hair, is what he said. <clears throat> just humans with hair, man. Hippies, man. Hippies left over. <laughs> they just haven't showered in a while in a really long time. That's what I say. No Bigfoots here, just some hippies.
2: No Bigfoots here. Nope. Just long-haired dudes.
0: No Bigfoots here, just... Yeah, they said, like, their hair was hanging off their arms. I mean, if your hair's long enough, you know?
2: I wonder if I'm half Bigfoot, because I have the hairiest ass this side of the Mason Dixon. (laughs) Although I'm not (laughs) six foot tall.
0: (laughs) This side of the Mason Dixon? Yeah. Uh, I got the hairiest ass this side of the Mason (laughs) Dixon. This is... That's something you put, shouldn't... Just put that out there, guys. You shouldn't put on... You shouldn't <laughs> tell people. You shouldn't advertise that. No, no, no. This is a transparent I wonder if podcast. I'm part Bigfoot. Because I got...
2: <laughs> just, if you don't follow us on Instagram, David will be posting a picture of my hair. Yeah,
0: uh, we'll post that <laughs> with hashtag part Bigfoot, question mark? Sound <laughs> off in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the next day they went out and they... Uh, checked out the crazy footprints that were left. One was one feet long and the other set was about eight inches long. And, um, yeah. And they claimed they had never seen tracks like that. Yeah. They even have some cool scientist guy with a sweet blazer and, um, um, and he's, his name is Vaughn Langman. I got his name. I forget exactly what he was, but he made a plaster, um, like replica of what the, uh, footprint might've, what might've caused the footprint. And it's primate, 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 <laughs> primate foot. It's pr- it's primate to be sure is like the only thing that they can say for show. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing they can surmise from that plaster foot and from the footprint is that it was made by some sort of primate. So after this, some other people, you know, um, my, Mr. Dan Macias' story was like all up in the papers. So this uh, other guy named Jeremy um, came, came forward with a similar story that happened about, you know, almost 10 years before where um, they were hiking and he saw uh, like around the Pikes Peak region and he saw like a humanoid huge tall guy and he said that um, it was like a six-foot man arms maybe a little longer with like an athlete's run and they fucking just saw that it was like covered in hair and they took off running totally scared mad scared yo uh,
2: I'm just laughing at the, at the uh, the hairiest ass comment that I made <laughs> uh, oh well
0: <laughs> so these guys named Jeremy were fucking this, this group of guys called Jeremy we're scared off by <laughs> bigfoot um, and then we get this anonymous guy which i don't fucking that makes no sense this guy is scared of what the government <laughs> scared or is that bigfoot scared fighting that fighting watches know. unsolved mysteries primetimes i prime he's like i'm going to i
2: won't do a, i won't do an interview I, he's like i'll only do an interview if i'm blacked out and you can't see my face
0: yeah <laughs> cuz i'm scared of- i'm scared that bigfoot watches unsolved mysteries and he would be like i'm fucking coming for you this shit's a fucking secret. I'm a secret motherfucker, and you went on TV. Uh. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, he he wanted to re- remain anonymous, but anonymous said that he saw a creature cro- pass his truck, run past his truck, and he said it was a man covered in hair. And he said it was scary, and that he like got out of his truck and kind of stayed behind, and then and that's it. <laughs> um,
2: now the reenactments were really good on this. I I, I liked them. I liked all oh the, yeah the Bigfoot reenactments? I think the quality is yeah the quality's getting up there, guys. On this oh on my these goodness episodes yeah right. yeah they're
0: most I definitely say. yeah there's some good stuff. They're actually getting a little better. I do admit I will admit that um yeah so okay so and then back to like the present day of this episode at least um, there was like a cabin broken into by a large animal. And by the time the person ran back there, there was a smashed window, but nothing there. And the next day, two boys uh, found tufts of hair, um, like, where the animal had broken in. And they got it professionally tested by this guy, who seemed very excited.
2: Yeah, and the whole time before the animal testing, I was like, okay, that was a bear. Okay, and then the animal tester guy comes out, and he's like, no, fuck you, Eli, you're wrong. Yeah, and
0: and it's kind of weird. He's He's like, the only things that he hasn't... Uh, ruled out are human and chimp, or some sort of uh, primate, or some sort of uh, yeah. chimpanzee type. Um, and he was like, "How that could go unknown unknown for centuries is beyond me." But he seems like he's I'm like it's you. definitely either human or monkey.
2: Hide and seek champion, <laughs> telling you. I don't know. Or it's Eli's hairy ass rubbing up against the screen door. Oh no! Tufts of hair. Uh,
0: tufts? Eli tufts. Does <laughs> <laughs> your does your ass like have a mind of its own at night and it goes off on oh, all these like, it food uh, binders? It breaks into people's homes oh, and steals bad. their and goes through their trash.
2: Oh, it's bad. It looks like Cookie Monster
0: sideways. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like Cookie Monster.
2: Oh, my God. Feed me cookies. Feed me cookies. (laughs) Uh. Oh, fuck. So it's either
0: Bigfoot or Eli's hairy ass. You've heard it here. Uh, We presented a new theory to the conspiracy (laughs) pool. Um, Bigfoot researchers are going to be talking about this for months i think
2: do you think uh, bigfoot listens to podcasts
0: well uh, according does. to anonymous he watches unsolved mysteries <laughs> so i think we should be aware um these bigfoot people might have pretty good technology these people what these about bigfoot son of bigfoot people. wait say that again sorry you guys are kind of breaking up again.
2: i said what about son of bigfoot
0: Son of Bigfoot. Yeah, we didn't really talk about son of Bigfoot. Um, obviously, that person said he saw oh, he's a, there. a smaller footprint and the smaller version of Bigfoot.
1: Um, the, eight, the eight-incher Bigfoot. <laughs> the eight-incher.
0: Yeah, that eight-inch foot. That's pretty big. Still, though, I'm not going to lie. Well, not really, huh? Yeah. No, that's not really that big of a foot. It's definitely a child Bigfoot. Or, or a
2: little no, no, foot, Dan, if you
0: will. Um,
2: Dan, is that pretty big? Is 8 inches pretty big?
1: <laughs> if you're Bigfoot, I guess. Uh, no. not really. If you're if a Bigfoot, you're Bigfoot, it's
0: probably not, right? I would say.
1: Um, I mean, if you're Bigfoot, that's kind of small.
2: I, I want to talk about Robert Stack's look in this episode. He donned, oh did you notice gosh. how he donned that sweet-ass turtleneck and that, like, puffy jacket. face jacket? Yeah. Totally ditched the trench coat for this episode.
0: Dude, I didn't notice.
2: No, no, but he had the in- trench at the end well he went for that that uh that Pacific Northwest look
0: oh yeah that uh, uh but you yeah you gotta cap it off with the trench right you gotta.
2: oh yeah you have to <laughs> it wouldn't be Robert stack without that trench
0: yeah dude um but yeah he's getting a little ballsy with the fashion choices and I do appreciate it I think it's a good good move um, but yeah the next case um yeah, yeah.
1: The next case it's, it's with the Lost Heirs one's, right? Of George J. Stein. The mysterious yeah. George
0: J. Stein, Lost Heirs. Yeah, I thought
2: this was I thought this was interesting as well as Dan da- David didn't think it was that interesting.
1: What? Oh my gosh. No. I mean, was it was just so the right whole story right after Bigfoot. I mean, on, uh, come on, guys. F- fucking uh, George.
2: Well, but anyways. But in in hindsight though, I mean, this is the most interesting Lost Heirs, I think that we've covered, I think.
0: Do you think so? Most
2: was he,
1: of was the he a, a haberdashery road yeah. salesman, or was he a notorious postal bank robber? <sighs> that, that that dumb. doesn't intrigue you?
0: Nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: So, so like this whole thing starts on October 12th of 1936 with a deposit of 120 bucks under the name of George J. Stein. And then I guess they don't really explain in the episode like why this guy is looking up the deposits, but apparently he had opened up several bank accounts. I think it was what eight across several different states that uh, in today's current dollars, well back then, uh, equates to like a hundred and thirty thousand bucks. So it's like a fortune, which is like you know, eh, money today.
0: Yeah, but like. Yeah, so between 1936 and 1952, he opened up a bunch of these random ass bank accounts. <clears throat> Nobody knows why. Yeah,
2: under the same under the same assumed name, right? George J. Stein.
0: Yeah. And he never went back to them ever again.
2: And back then, you could uh, you could open up a bank account with no social security number or anything. Apparently, basically, yeah, just them your just name like, and an
1: address. He didn't, he didn't my
0: name, give them cash. addresses on most of them. I mean, yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. Well, that's
1: right. The. Uh, the only address he gave was of a uh, hat manufacturing place, and then on one of them he put a name of Ed uh, Fay, which is is kind of interesting uh, later on in the story. Um, but uh, they speculate because it the address that went back to the haberdashery, uh, the description of George L. Stein mat- or George J. Stein matches a salesman there that was uh, Ralph Barnett. And, like, his story is kind of boring, but it's very artistic because, like, they they talk about how, like, you know, he only kept what he needed, then he would deposit the rest. But, like, the entire time they're explaining that, he's, like, in a dark-lit, like, hotel room sitting at a desk, and they use the mirror to make it seem bigger. (laughs) And, oh, man, it's so artistic.
0: It's this is, it's like yeah, Ralph Barnett, this fucking glove salesman who just happens to just like <laughs> drop a bunch of money wherever he goes, it's fucking bullshit.
2: David just took the magic. It's so fucking of time. dumb. No, it's not. It's not. Only because he basically dropped the money. If you legally obtained that money, why the fuck would he do that? Um, because he has nowhere to put it, David.
0: <laughs> it's like I sell hats and I sell gloves. And everywhere I go, uh, there's a bank account with my name on it. <laughs> there's a bank account in case I need the money. <laughs> that was always there,
1: but he never needed it.
2: Yeah, he never. Needed I don't know. It. Maybe it's because that one's fucking before. boring as shit. No, it's not. He died before. I, I was, I was just as enthralled. I don't know about the artistic factor, but I was like, "Damn, this." Guy well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, all saying all I, like, I like, I like theory
0: two. I think theory two is way less boring. But so, okay, so that's what they say. First of all, Ralph Barnett. He's just a fucking guy who's got all these different bank accounts because he's smart with his money and doesn't want to have too much on him at the same time. And is then, he smart? And then he just drops dead or gets murdered, and he's a Jan- John Doe, yeah, and no one totally knows his bald. body, he who's who he is. Had definitely a heart attack got attack on the bald. side
1: of the road. No one knows. Yeah. yeah so this and what's the
0: so present the second theory because this one's I want to talk about this one a little more.
1: The second theory deep. is a, is actually a lot more interesting because the Ralph Barnett one it's kind of boring. There's nothing to really look up other than. Nothing. Uh, but the second part is uh, another person speculates that on one of the envelopes. He uh, he put the name of Ed Fay, who supposedly, after going through news articles, is a notorious... Um, bank robber. Not a bank robber, like a post office robber. This dude broke into a post office, and stole $15,000 worth of stamps and silver. Sounds
0: like a big old nerd. knew that? (laughs) It it was money and stamps, right? It wasn't just fucking stamps for his collection? Well, money
1: and silver. (laughs) $15,000 in uh, stamps and silver. Stamps Stamps and silver. I
0: just like my stamps for my scrapbooks. It's so cool. Yes. Yes, my name is Ed Fay. Yes, that's my name. (laughs) Who
2: knew...
1: In 1903, stamps was kind of like currency. Like, I mean that that those those were pretty pricey. Yeah, that's true,
0: huh? That was like a big thing, a big collectible, uh, uh, an investment, right?
1: It wasn't an investment. It's just like you know, back then, if you had to do something, you had to mail oh, something, and there was no internet. There was nothing like that's how you communicated. So stamps fucking controlled how you communicated. Yeah, I guess that's true. <coughs> right. But uh. So, huh. like, apparently, like, the, the reenactment of them breaking into the post office is fucking sick. It, it's kind of like uh, watching What's-Her-Name-Stella and the Italian job drilling into the safe, trying to crack it. So you're like...
0: <laughs> We're in, boys. So I, I think you just like the reenactments.
1: <laughs> I think this case is
0: bullshit, but... Yeah, it was a period piece. It was pretty cool. It was all 1900s and shit.
1: And the jazz, oh, the little sax in the back.
0: Dude, I mean, shit, sue us if you will, but the fucking music is always so fucking good in this show.
2: (laughs) I know. Too bad we can't use it. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, that's true. (laughs) But yeah, no, the music is fucking great. I really liked also the music at the very beginning of the race car segment. Um, It was just, like, 80s action, like, corny as fuck, but it was awesome. Uh, But yeah, I didn't even... I didn't even notice the jazz music in this in this cool bank robbing scene or post office yeah, like, robbing scene. Post office. Which sounds just as cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so okay. like unfortunately this this guy named Ed Fay gets caught shortly after robbing the place and uh goes to jail and makes a comment about like no jail can hold him and then No jail the can hold me. Today's not your lucky day.
0: Today's my the lucky reen- day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the reenactment uh, uh, of him is just like him sitting uh <laughs> sitting in like a candlelit jail cell reading a newspaper. Oh, dude, Which by the way, did you notice?
2: Did you notice the 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 uh what do you call it? The damn sink. The sink that was in his jail cell was connected to like nothing. Did you notice that? It was like up oh, against no. a wall that was that was like a slanted wall, like the jail bars. There was no pipes, nothing. You could tell it was totally fake. You're like, that that doesn't
1: even work.
0: I didn't <laughs> notice that.
1: Oh, and the line, the line when the when his accomplice picks the lock to get him out of the cell. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, good. I
2: haven't washed my hands in weeks because this damn sink doesn't work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like my hands smell like shit. I've been. <laughs> He's like, they just gave me a set. I'm, I've been living in a set.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like, escaped on horseback and was never seen or heard from again. Yeah, it
0: shows him crawling out the window and jumping onto a horse. How fucking cool! Well, this was in the 1900s too. 1903,
1: yeah. Um, and 1903. Uh, the lady
0: is what Robert Sachs said <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: 19, not 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 19. Uh... <laughs> 1903
0: it was still super close to the 1900s and in the 80s so they called it 1903 no i don't think that's correct (laughs) 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 so ed Fay, um yeah he escapes and is never seen again um and this like lady that is supposing that um our george J stein might be ed Fay, um is you know in the thirties and forties he would have been in his sixties, late thirties, early forties, and um, he could have changed his name. But it's like, did it's uh, I what I don't understand about this is this is assuming. So basically,
1: she's assuming that he changed his name and started laundering his money by making small deposits into checking yeah. or, or savings accounts but across the I, nation.
0: How did he? How would he have had his money still? Like,
1: I don't know. I don't know. That was they kind don't of bullshit. Ex- they but don't really, got that. me. Like
0: he he got. I mean he got caught after after this uh robbery, right?
1: Right after no. the robbery and then escaped. Yeah, but um what really got me interested in this is cuz she said notorious robber Ed Fay and I decided to Google Ed Fay. There's there's nothing at all, <laughs> like nothing.
2: Infamous? He's infamous?
1: Like there's there's nothing. The robbery did happen. The robbery did happen. I believe on October 26th of October, or October 26, 1903, and the accomplices that were arrested shortly afterwards on a train towards Chicago were Patty Flatherty and Charles Dennis, mm. who had escaped from a jail in 1902.
0: Damn. So you can't find anything on the name Ed Fay.
1: No, mm. but like like diving like deeper into those two things, like I found an article where like how they got caught was um... Someone spotted him on a train, and when they pulled into the next stop, police surrounded the train, and they uh, got into, like, a shooting spree where uh, one of them was, like, shot in the thumb. Wow. (laughs) And then the other one was shot in the back. Both were arrested and taken back to jail, and they said a third accomplice got away, but they don't know who it is. But, Mm. yeah.
0: That's so weird that, like, this lady found all this stuff on Ed Fay in like fucking microfiche and Google has nothing. <laughs> she she went Wait, to the local again, library and just looked
1: at I, I I looked at the, the photo that she was looking at and it just says, you know, clever burglars. Like, like it never says mention a name. Like the article I'm reading is from Inner Ocean of, uh, what is this? I think it's Inner Ocean, Illinois. And it's a whole article and it specifically states that these two accomplices robbed a uh, post office in Superior, Wisconsin and then another one is uh, from the Daily Free Press of Carbondale, Illinois and that's where they talk about like uh, Dennis got shot in the back and uh, Florida got shot through the thumb both men were arrested but the third man accompanying them escaped
0: Oh, oh man. It's your lucky day, Ed Faye. You're escaping. Mm. It must be my lucky day. I'm gonna count my chickens. I'm Ed Fay. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but <laughs> There you go. It's your lucky day. I'm gonna count my chickens. I'm, Ed Faye. I'm gonna count my chickens and my fingers and my toes, because my accomplice has no thumb.
1: And then it talks about how like women and children were like cowering and stuff. It's crazy.
0: Dude, <laughs> So, there was a shootout on the there was a shootout on the train. That's what yeah, happened like, like, like when the train was like, in motion.
1: No, like it pulled into a uh, like a train station. So it's like uh, information furnished by the conductor. The police were on the lookout for a uh, lookout for imposing, or imposing for Patty Flaherty and Charles Dennis. Uh, these men are said to have broken out of jail October 3rd, 1902, were confined to a bank robbery. They are also suspected of a post office robbery in Superior, Wisconsin last Tuesday night when 15,000 in silver and stamps was taken. When the train arrived at 4 p.m., at 4 o'clock in the morning, a posse that had followed them on the train surrounded their car. The suspects immediately opened fire. Frightened women and children cowered behind the seats and the detectives returned fire. Wow. And it says, Dennis receives a bullet to the back, and flash, or Flaherty was shot through the thumb. Both men were arrested, but a third escaped.
0: So that's probably Ed Faye right there, obviously.
1: But she said, Notorious, yet I couldn't find shit.
0: Well, the third one was Ed Faye, the one who escaped, right? Because they said that he escaped and was never seen again. I mean, the people he was escaped with... Um, got caught I sent a But it also it, it doesn't it makes it seem like he only escaped with one person though. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. So we have two different narratives. But um anyways, what's George Day Stein a bank robber or a salesman? Probably neither. I don't know. Well, his money's still
2: out there. You can uh, claim it if you can prove that you're related to him. Also, you need his signature apparently.
0: Yeah, that's like not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That
1: money's Didn't they have like five people locked. like Claim that it was theirs, and
0: I wonder if any of these lost heirs have actually ever been like solved after, or if the information would even be available. You know, it's just like fucking like financial shit.
1: What about if DNA?
0: Did they have any DNA? of his DNA? I don't think so. Oh no, I mean, if they're asking if they're asking for someone to match his uh, signature, oh. I don't, I mean. I admit, they must not have any fucking but that older. was
1: like back then that was like back in like nineteen fucking eighty nine yeah well eighty eight that shit was new I think
0: we're into eighty eight I mean now. shit you
1: pay ninety bucks you shit you pay a hundred <laughs> bucks now and you can know your entire family's history just by spitting on a swab
2: <laughs> all these theories are really funny it's it's really just a dude it's really just a guy who's like deposited all this money because he's anal retentive and then one day gets hit by a bus and he can never get yeah, his that's money out. Yeah, it
0: is. Just a guy. Yeah, just some stickler. Some guy who was really uptight with his money and he just got, yeah, like fucking, like a piano fell on him or something from like the fourth floor. And he was so messed up. It was just like John Doe. Never, never really knew his name.
2: It's <laughs> uh, probably the reality of the whole case. We just solved it, guys. You could close
0: this one. A piano. Stack a pack. piano <laughs> stack on it. figured A piano out. fell on him. Um, anyways, our last case is very uh, uh, tragic one. Um, and it takes place in Maine in a very Stephen King esque small town that is yeah. shaken by a murder. Uh, a la Dairy, a la uh, Castle Rock Strangler, Dead Zone, a la It, Dead Zone. I don't know.
2: Basically any Stephen King novel, pretty much, when he's mysteriously dead,
0: <laughs> or just yeah, any small community Stephen King novel. Yeah, it's pretty fucking like, like it's really close to Bangor too. Um, anyways, this happened in uh, fuck, Mil- Millinocket, 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 Maine. Um, this is an unexplained death. Um, we're gonna be talking about Joyce McLean. She was a 16 year old and she was found brutally murdered. Um, only. I think she was only wearing her fucking tennis shoes um, and, um, behind the high school in the soccer field. She was a bright, beautiful young girl. She played in the orchestra. She was a cheerleader, honor student, student body member. Um, everybody liked her. Apparently she was really good um, in orchestra, and she even, like, she orchestrated some shit. She fucking composed as a 16-year-old. Um, so, yeah, it's super tragic. Friday night, eight eight eighty, August eighth, nineteen eighty. Um, on at seven thirty PM she went for a jog. And uh she was last seen uh around seven forty five or eight and she was um she was seen like turning the corner to go run around the uh soccer field. Um and there was a real popular kids hangout there. Uh kids partying. Kids potty and over there a really good <laughs> main accent. Of one of the investigators.
2: Oh, that's a that is a really good main accent. I'm not very familiar with that area, so yeah, I'm I've never
0: been. But that that was pretty good. I, I we actually watched Pet Cemetery yesterday, and Herman Munster is the old man in it, and he's got he's the one who says sometimes that is better. You know, he's got that like ridiculously thick main accent. But yeah, it was kind of cool hearing like this investigator. It was much more subtle and like less over dramatic than it overdone than it is in fucking. Uh Pet Cemetery, obviously. But um yeah, so um kids partied in this area and there was like a popular it was a popular hangout. There was kids playing softball. Um <laughs> did you just open wine for Jocelyn?
2: Yes, Josh couldn't <laughs> open the wine bottle. He's all did you just open wine for Jocelyn? Tell Jocelyn yeah. we
0: said hi. <laughs> David and to says enjoy hi. her wine and to enjoy
2: and to that enjoy Pinot. Your- I did enjoy that Pino. <laughs> it <laughs> is really it is Pino? Pino. Oh, sweet. That was <laughs> That's a good
0: guess. I, I see it was white wine, but... But anyways, so kids are partying, um, and, um, uh, you know, so, so people think that there was, like, that maybe some of these boys were harassing her and took her into the woods, and they wanted to, like, rape her, and they just ended up killing her because she wasn't cooperating or something. Um, another theory is that there was, like, 300 non-locals that had started working at a paper mill, but that's just kind of brushed over. There's not really anything to that. So the seemingly safe little, like, tight-knit community is just, like, you know, in shambles. Um, Yeah, it also, I mean, it just reminds me of all my favorite fiction. It's, like, I can't imagine how that would actually be. I can't imagine how it would actually be to live in such a tiny little community. Yeah, crazy, right?
2: 26, I think they said 2,600, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, Another interesting thing is Robert Sachs said that there was a petition sent to Unsolved Mysteries um, that was uh, um, to cover this case of Joy- Joyce's case, and that this petition had over the the, the yeah uh, the population of Millinocket is twenty six hundred, and this uh, uh, petition had over six thousand signatures. Wow!
2: <laughs> so it must be the surrounding areas. Too. Yeah, I'm sure I mean it, was, just, it sh- was it
0: shook scared. up this area of Maine um, to the core because it's that's really fucking scary. Just this bright-eyed like girl, and they even have her mom talking about how. She was, like, planning on... She was just planning... You know, she was just, like, getting her life started. It's fucking heartbreaking. I know. Um, um, they have this... The sisters starts talking about how, like, everyone left... Used to leave their doors open and kids would walk around at night, no problem. And after her sister died, everybody was, you know, locked up and, um... You know, started getting worried and taking the shit seriously. So it's pretty crazy. Um, we do get an update. And this is a pretty... It, it, I actually did a little digging on this guy, um...
2: Yeah, I did too. This
0: guy's a f- fucking creep. Philip Scott f- uh, Fournier, Four- Fournier, is how I'm going to say his name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't know. Philip
0: Scott fair. Fournier, F O U R N I E R, right? Philip, or actually, Scott no, there's Fournier. no N, huh? There's no N, is there? No, there is. F there O U R I E R.
2: It's F O U R N I E R. Okay, Fournier. So there it is, Fournier. Philip Scott Fournier,
0: Fournier was arrested and charged. 35 years later this because this he this guy got arrested in like 2016 he got arrested last year
2: yeah crazy right yeah
0: so this guy had been in jail he got arrested in two in 2009 and sentenced to six and a half years because he had child uh pornography so that was his most recent offense he was it and he had to and he's he had to be put on the main sex offenders list because of this um but going back yeah in 1979 he had a burglary charge in '80, he had a burglary and theft charge, and in '84, another bur- burglary charge. And apparently, this guy like had told the cops some form of the murder like as as early as like '81, but his story would constantly change so much that it was hmm. it was never like clear. And he even once said that like uh, uh, uh the cops made him say that he killed her, but then later in his life, apparently, he like confessed to his priest. Did you see? Did you read about that? No, I didn't see, I didn't hear that. He confessed to his pastor. Wow. Yeah, his pastor and uh, his pastor had told, uh, had told them, uh, had told them that he and a bunch of boys had uh, taken out, taken her out and were going to like sexually assault her. But, um, and and he even told in some stories, he said that he, uh, that he was forced to do it. He was just going along with other kids. He was 19 at the time. Um, and wow. then some other stories he said, like how he hit her on the head and killed her and knocked her out and, um, all that shit. But he, and then he, he confessed to his mom and stepfather and they actually told the cops too. Apparently he's like, he's like, I killed Joyce McLean And he told his mom, he's like, I didn't mean to mama.
2: <laughs> wow. So remind me again when what year did this happen? Oh, it was in the, it was in 1980, right? In 1980 was when she when she died. Yeah, in 1980. So he was so, 19 in 1980.
0: Yeah, he was 19. So by the time that Unsolved Mysteries covers covers it, this town has been dealing with this tragedy for like 8 years. And um yeah. And and there's also another article and I was looking up uh, his name, Michael Scott F- uh, Fournier, um where it, I mean the headline was like, you know, The the evidence in him killing uh, Joyce is very underwhelming. But, you know, I mean, that he had confessed uh, to different people over the course of time is very, I'd say it's very, that's very telling. Yeah, that's implicating. That's, yeah, for sure.
2: And it's not like under duress. Like, you hear about those people, like, when they're being interviewed by the cops and like, oh, I I was in there for 18 hours and they didn't give me water and I just told them what they wanted to hear. No, this was like different people that...
0: He does, he did claim that, like, um, because, they, like, there was some form of the confession as early, like, as, early as, as early as, like, you know, a year after. So, but, so he yeah. did at times claim that, like, it was kind of a forced confession, but, but his since his story changed so much, obviously they didn't even, you know, go after him for another 30 years or whatever. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um. So, yeah, he, uh, let's see. He, uh, I don't know. I didn't look up his actual, uh, sentencing or anything like that. Actually, mine, it probably hasn't even happened because that was just last yeah, year. Who knows? The
2: slow wheels of justice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I, I, I don't, I didn't even really look into it except for there was, there was a story from the Bangor, uh, the Bangor newspaper. I forget the name of it. Um, when I looked up his name and it had all the information of, about his initial arrest. Um, and that's where I got all this stuff from all that info. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's really tragic. Poor Joyce McLean. Just a girl, uh, bright eyed, smart, talented girl, uh, just starting up her life. Super shitty. <clears throat> but yeah, this is a super packed episode. Like, you get, like, tragic murder, um, some funny Bigfoot, you know, unexplained mystery, some lost heirs. Like, you can't really ask for more than that. Um, a possible mob hit, you know, who knows? Um, organized crime, whatever. It's just kind of had everything. Like it's, I'm glad we had an episode like this after that Alcatraz episode. Oh, yeah, um, I know that, that just didn't really feel like unsolved mysteries, right? No, it <laughs> didn't. And, and in turn, our episode didn't really feel totally <laughs> like an episode, <laughs> but it was still fun. I think it was kind of funny. I think maybe I'll listen to it. I'm too close to it still, but maybe like in six months, it'll make me laugh. <laughs> um, well, yeah, dude, this has been a, big old fucking episode (laughs) thanks for tuning in Uh, rate and review Um, I'm uh, at Davey Howe D-A-V-Y-H-O-W
1: on all the social medias and I'm uh, Road underscore Dan on all the social platforms
2: and you can find me on MySpace uh, and uh, LiveJournal um, (laughs) at BigBadVitalDad
0: Yeah, and we're at the Stack Pack on um, all of those things as well. We also have Facebook. um, And, uh, yeah, uh, for every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening, and perhaps that someone is you. Um, Thanks so much for listening, guys, and uh, have a great week.